most people, they think of success like a movie montage. What do they show? They show Rocky taking a fight. They show Rocky running in the snow. They show him in the shed lifting some fucking rocks and like bench pressing sheep over his fucking head and all kinds of crazy shit and went out and beat the shit out of fucking Drago. But it's not reality. But that's how people look at success. They look at it like you do a few things. I fucking ate right for three days. Why am I not a fucking fitness model? I did my tasks that I needed to do. I sent five emails. Why am I not running a $10 million company? Because they don't understand what mastering the monotonous means. It means doing the shit that most people are too undisciplined to do day in and day out to the best of your ability you have to literally visualize the connection between what you're doing on a day-by-day basis aka the monotonous with what you're wanting um, anybody I can put a name to to promote our sport the archer who owns all the world records John Demmer the third you know the more difficult the thing is the more important the mental game becomes. I, I didn't eat any supper yet either. How about you guys? Do you guys eat yet? I didn't eat Oh, that. you know, uh, I have some crunch berries. Oh. Grayson Parlow. It's like me taking three or four years off your eyes just because I weakened that prescription in the shooting eye. And don't put everything into my shot that I should that I get a lot of drop on those heavy arrows. He's dropping all the way down. He said, well, you might want to think about going to a lighter arrow in the spring walking. And that's what got that started. So. I, I voluntarily went bald a long time ago. Well, you just got to get the LeBron James treatment and you'll get it back. That's right. That's right. I, I, I don't think uh, <laughs> I want anything to do in relationship to LeBron James. <laughs> How about them well, Lakers? Some, How about them Lakers? You got something in common yeah. with them. You're both O for something. Oh, come on. Le- at least LeBron's O for four. You're like O for like 34. No. Not yeah. when it comes to basketball. I still got game, man. I still got game, I'm telling you. Too big, not. Yeah. What, in, baske- in basketball? Love- oh, yeah, I love basketball. I play basketball three days a week at 530 in the morning. My wife thinks I'm crazy. Yeah, you know the amazing thing about it is the sixth graders never seen it coming. No, they didn't. They don't. I'm like O'Doyle rules and Billy Madison. I swat the shit out of all those kids. Listen, there's there's not a there's not a sixth grader getting up to play basketball at five o'clock in the morning. I can tell you that. We did have so from the local school that I graduated from and the program I played in, we had one of the seniors come. That kid's six foot five probably about 190 pounds. It's a pretty big for a senior jumps through the roof. Like, and we were playing on, I think it was Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And I'm like, gosh, to be that freaking young and like explosive and quick. And I just posted it today. I was like, I, I, I posted a, I got it from, you know, uh, Justin Kratzer from Lancaster or well, from that area he i don't know if he lives in lancaster his daughter used to shoot there and he's in the service i think yeah um and he uh he he posted at first i was like i remember when i was 18 i thought 40 was old oh my gosh boy was i wrong (laughs) (laughs) but anyway john you look good buddy 
How, how many pounds are you down now? Still dropping weight, like not even trying anymore. Uh, 47. What's your goal? Oh, I, I met it. You I'm, met it. I'm okay between 170, 175. I'm at like, I'm under one now. <laughs> Dude, I've been pounding McDonald's. I'm pounding like them white Kit Kats because Halloween oh, season, oh, baby. And uh, I show, I show a picture of the scale to Tara yesterday mm-hmm. and she looks at it. She's like, that that's lower than last time. I'm like, yeah, I know. And she's like, how the freak does that happen? I just watched you eat 35 Kit Kats last night. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't see me eat all of them. <laughs> That's funny. We lost Gary. I'm sure he'll be right back. Oh, finally. Now if we could just get rid no. of one more. Then oh, here. I, hey, you want to do the podcast by yourself. You're more than welcome to. Um, Gary, I'm sure Gary will be right back. We'll we'll stay alive. I Gary, lost. Gary's got to find. He's got to find Sandy. Sandy. It's like Sandy help me get this <laughs> I'm down 15 pounds. Uh, computer just went off at three downloading. I don't know what that means, Gary. Um, I lost. I'm down 15 pounds. Um, but like I said, it's mostly from exercise. I'm not. I guess I'm eating a little bit cleaner. I'm not drinking as much alcohol. I can tell you that much. So that's probably something to do with it too. Just went off at three downloading. I'm not sure what that means. Oh man, yes. I gotta no. Oh. I'm getting pretty excited. I might actually practice a lot this this year indoors. They got that shop opened up. Oh um, yeah! Did you get I to get over to in. that shop? Yeah, I stopped in, checked it out. Um, talked to my buddy Steve. Um, yeah, two people. Uh, the one guy's. I don't know how many people are running it. I know, like Steve's kind of like the manager or something mm-hmm. on the archery side. Um, I've known Steve for like twenty years, maybe. Yeah, maybe like 25 years now oh, nice. um young kid i think he's like 30 now 30 no he's gotta be like 35 now mm-hmm. um and then another person's working up there that i shot with for in the ibo she shot like the female hunter class and stuff um she's up there doing stuff on the bows and whatnot and so yeah, yeah. the shop looks awesome nice and clean they got like a uh, you would like it because they got like a little coffee shop in there. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, like the they got like a third, I think it's 38 yards to the back wall all for indoor, uh, straight straight on 38. So you can go okay. more than that going caddy corner. Um, but that's really yeah, good. They got a 30 a target indoor 3D range. Um, and they got like seven, seven or eight lanes for, for paper. And you can buy like a membership for the year and you can key fob in and shoot whenever you want 24 7 24 7 nice yep. you get you said that's you get close a key to you, fob. right yeah it's yeah it's like eight minutes <laughs> oh man so can't go wrong so you can that. get you can get a key fob to the indoor range you can get a key fob well both it the uh, the paper and the 3d or maybe it's just the 3d i don't know but they got like a big block target out there too so you can shoot paper in, in the 3d range as well what's the name of the shop again Oh, oh, forget it. <laughs> See that look in his face, people. Um, that's no, that's it's, cool. in, it's in it's in Gibson, PA. Do you um, think they're gonna host tournaments? Like, it's like a Milford address, I think. Um, they're gonna host indoor 3D tournaments for sure. Um, they do, they're starting like 
I, I think that in November, beginning of November, they're doing like poker nights for 3D. Um, I don't know how that, that works, but it's something like you could buy in um, uh-huh. a couple bucks an arrow. And if, if you hit the target, you get to, you get to draw a, a card, mm-hmm. you know, and you can like, you know, you get five, you know, you know, poker five cards in your hand. Yeah. You know, if you could, if you keep, you could keep buying in and, and, and getting more cards in at the end of the night, you know, the, the highest, you know, the best hand wins the pot kind of deal. Um, That'd be fun. So I know they're going to do, they do stuff like that. They, they like Steve, you know, Steve's a guy that just enjoys archery and um, I hope that uh, sticks around for a while um, and he can maintain liking it while still working in it. So we'll see. It's, it's, uh, it's not, it's not hard to still like it, but I think the, the struggle there from the shop owner standpoint is like, if you're somebody that just loves shooting and loves the tournaments and stuff, when you have a shop, it really cuts that back. Cause you have to be there unless you have other yeah. people to fall back on. But even, even if you do have other people to fall back on, man, it's still like, it just weighs on you or you're relying on other people or, you know, I, you know, God bless them. And I hope it works. I, I definitely want to get up there and see it for sure. I hope they do some indoor tournaments or something. We definitely need more yeah. places to do indoor tournaments. Well, that's, I, I, like I said, I know they're going to do some like IBO indoor qualifiers during the, during the uh, winter months. Um, they do have an outdoor 3D range. Um, oh, wow. I don't know what else they, they plan on doing, but I know they just opened up in September. Um, they had a soft opening the beginning of September, and then they had their hard opening at, uh, I think, like September 20th, somewhere on there. So it's still pretty new. Um, so they're still getting their feet wet on, on what, to, what to keep in stock, what to get, and what not to do, and, you know, what not to have on their shelves. And Sure. So they got their own learning little learning curve. They I know they had a shop in Montrose or something um, for a couple months, and then they moved into this uh, brand new bi- uh, big building. So they they have an idea of what was kind of working. So hopefully, um, with that membership, I think that's pretty uh, pretty cool. I think they could get enough members even just for the key fob thing to mm-hmm. to keep things moving pretty decent. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's like. 500 bucks a year or something for 24 seven access um i think it's actually i don't know what i don't i'm sure you got to pay for the targets and stuff but i mean it's you know it's it's tough to beat you know if you have unlimited practice eight minutes from your from your place that's a lot better than the alternative um yeah I feel bad for the shop that I used to shoot shoot at, but the last couple of years I haven't shot there that much just because it's 50 minutes one way. Yeah, can't, can't help that. You got to dedicate almost two hours of driving just to shoot for two hours. So it's, you know, that's 6.30 a gallon for diesel. It's not, yeah, it's not good it's not right very now. enticing anymore, right? <laughs> no, well, even going to tournaments too, it's not, it's not a real wonderful to have to travel you know what i mean but it is you know it is what it is i don't i'm i'm shooting more now than i have in forever and you you see the difference when you get to actually have like meaningful practice and training like you can see the difference and just nothing there's no no, nothing uh replaces that speaking of 
There's a bunch. We have quite a few viewers. You know, we have the standards, the Santo, Den McCullough, you know. Uh, um, I saw, who else did I see? Hold on a second. Maggie, oh, well, and Maggie, oh, Josh Taylor and and, and Mike Nyer. Maggie texted me tonight. Um, we have like a group chat and uh, for the range, the private range that we're shooting at, and it's in her town. And all right, looks like uh, Gary's going to be in here shortly. She text, sends a picture of her target. Shoots in the, her for personal best, 531 on a three spot tonight. Right before getting ready. So she's, she's hammering indoor. She's shooting well for outdoor, you know. So just to take a moment to quick say, uh, job, job well done, kid. Oh, hold on a second. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm hoping to be able to talk to them into like someone getting their uh, um, judging certificate and possibly hosting an event or two. But that'd be, that'd be great. I'd we'll be see. I know, I know, I know. Steve's kind of like a, a he's a pretty motivated person, so I just couldn't get the other shop to do it. I, you know, it was yeah. always like, uh, you know, I got to pay for it. I'm like, yeah, but you know, you host one event. You got that paid for. You're here already. He's mm. like, well, if I was, you know, if it was, if we were having it, I would want to shoot it. I'm like, okay, well then get somebody else to get it too. I'm like, you guys are here all the time anyway. Mm. <laughs> and they're always talking about different ways to to bring in some more money to the to the range. It's like, tell them if they have any questions. Not. You know, give them my okay, number. I'm back. Oh no! All right, we're done. No. <laughs> That's the best image of Gary right there. I swear, I swear, I never touched nothing on this computer. Now, we, now we're gonna have Sandy to. Have to, to if, if are we getting Sandy or are we getting Gary? Hold on, hold now on. Now I'm getting. Hold Zoom on. has stopped uh, ask, my video. No, that was actually an error. Go ahead. Now you should be good. Start Let's my see that video. Smiling face. There he is. You can see it. I can't see nothing. You know what? He didn't really. His zoom didn't shut down, John. He went. He went because he wanted to comb his hair. Yeah, right. Something like that. It's like they say it's working. If you can see me, I'm good. I can't see nothing. You can't see anything. Yeah, uh, we see you just fine. No, you, you look okay. You look handsome, what? there, young fella. Yeah. <laughs> Never looked better. Yep. So does everybody else on Facebook. So. Um, yeah, you, we Zoom are. Zoom is asking me to sign up. Uh, okay. Well, that could be. I have no idea. Ah, don't worry about no. it. You're good to go now, <laughs> man. Not. You're good to go now. I'm going to change your name real quick, though, so people don't think your name is Sandy, okay? Yeah. I'm okay. They, they don't want to get misled thinking that they're going to actually learn something tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too funny. Well, I'll tell you, the bug. The the bug guy has come by and he was sweeping our outside and I think he bumped the cable going to the roof satellite dish we have for and it just died and I went, What? Oh yeah, because you froze for a while. Where do you what do you see the playback? You just froze in this like very funny look for a little while and then disappeared. Um, but it's all good. So welcome to the podcast, Gary, yeah. officially. This is episode okay. 72, everyone. Um, 
and there's going to be a kind of a plethora of information. Gary's really taking the uh, taking the stage on this one. He's the, the director for NFAA for California and has been a we've talked about it in depth since NFAA and well, since field nationals and and and, you know, a couple of things that were kind of coming down the road and more stuff came down the road and Gary's here pretty much just to fill everybody in. Gary, you might have to sit uh, like the way you were. Cause it gets, I know it gets choppy. Your voice was getting choppy when you were like uh, sitting back like that. So, but so okay. the, 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 the floor is yours, my friend. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. So, Hey, I'm glad to be here. Uh, you know, that's a, it's pretty important what we do. And everybody needs to know, no matter who you are, it's about archery. It's about barebow archery, whether it's whatever. Just have a good time and shoot your bow, and, and we want you to join, and we want you to be part of what we do. So uh, I have a lot of information here, and I'll try to be brief on some of it. And one of the biggest things I think that I wanted to talk to uh, both Johns tonight about, and we talked about it at, uh, at Field Nationals, was What's coming up next year in Barebow Recurve, we have no youth divisions, no junior divisions. And that needs to be created and it will be created. There are gonna be some agenda items written to bring this back to NFAA. And your director from your state is going to vote on this. So this is very important. And a lot of the directors don't have a feel for what barebow recurve or barebow is. Most of them are freestyle guys, which is great. They're archers, but they don't know. So they need your help. So there's going to be some agenda items written on barebow to add the junior classes. Tell them to vote yes. It's very important. Your voice does count, but your director, if you don't know who they are, you need to find that out. So how, so, uh, how do people find that out, Gary? What's the best way okay, to go about can, finding that out? Yeah, the the best way is to go to NFAA's website and in the menu, there's a document page and you click on documents and there is a representative contact down there. You click on that representative link and it takes you to each section. There is a Northeast, Southeast, a North, a South, a Southwest, a Northwest section and you'll find your state in that section and then click and you'll find out who your councilman is who does not have a vote but you'll also find out who your director is and that's the one you need to contact contact both of them really perfect so go to the document page and find the representatives link and click on representatives and that's how you find out who's voting for you so perfect. and and you really need to be an nfaa member if you call a director or a councilman and you're not an NFAA member and you're voicing your opinion, they could care less. So sure. make sure you're an NFAA member because that's who counts. Sure. So that's probably the most important thing. This is gonna all happen in the next uh, probably three or four months. The agenda items are being written now and they'll be posted uh, online probably in May, April, May. And then we will vote on them in July. So uh, once once we find out 
where the link is to find out what the agenda items are, I can get it to you, John, and you can post it on the Bearable Project page and let everybody know what's coming. So, and that's how we change the that's how we change the rules in the NFAA. So, okay, the voting is that's still going to be traditionally done after field nationals or right before field nationals. Uh, typically, it's after field nationals or before and. Uh, it's going to be in the nationals are going to be in Darrington this year, and they're not going to have a meeting in Darrington. Mm. So who knows where they're going to have the meeting. It'll probably be in Yankton. So, and I don't know when, but I'm going to say July or August. It hasn't, they haven't told us yet. Okay. So that's so, and then it takes 90 days after we vote to, come into effect so realistically nothing is going to happen this year that you know even if we do pass the agenda items which i'm pretty sure we will i've got i've got a, a half a dozen other directors state directors that i contact with all the time to get votes you know to help us vote for this just like you vote for changing your rules at home you know the same way we contact each other and say hey help me out you know vote for this so but it, it won't go into effect probably till november so unless you know there there are other ways but uh right now that's what it looks like it's going to happen so right. and that's the biggest point i mean if we don't have bare bow youth classes we're shooting ourselves in the foot it's yeah. really a big deal yeah those classes i mean you can see how they've grown on the usa archery side and obviously USA Archery and NFAA National Field Archery Association are not the same. So if you're somebody that's new and ends up listening to this podcast to get some of these updates, understand those are two organizations, two different memberships, two different formats of shoots of, of tournament. There's some similarities in certain aspects on some of them, but, you know, understand their, their, um, you, you really want to belong to both it, it, depending on what your goal is. You want to belong to both. If you're just a 3D shooter, um, you know, USA Archery is not for you. Um, but if NFAA does have 3D tournaments, actually, and we're probably going to talk about some of that. But anyways, go ahead, Gary. Let's where which direction do you want to go next? You want to. Uh, you know, that's back to the USA and the NFAA, the two organizations. Yeah. Uh, if you are a USA member, you can compete in NFAA tournaments for awards real similar to what NFAA members can compete in USA. It's a little harder to do it in USA. You have to get a number and when you register and whatnot, but anybody that's a USA member, we have a reciprocal agreement between both organizations. So you can compete both places by being a member of one or the other. We would rather have both people, you know, be both memberships signed up, but I mean, sure. you can do one or the other if you choose, you can't now, afford both. So what, Let's clarify, though. That's not for everything NFAA does, is it? Yes. Even Vegas and it's, stuff like that? Vegas is not an NFAA tournament. Oh, okay. Even right. though it's run by NFAA, yes. Vegas, you don't have to be a member of anything to shoot Vegas. Yeah. So, okay. But for indoor nationals, for outdoor field nationals, for the uh, – the target nationals that we just had in Yankton, what, last month, you can be a NFAA member or a USA member and compete for awards. Hey everyone, just a reminder, signups are still open for the Texas Advanced Barebow Seminar down there in Houston, Texas Archery. Go check it out, link in the bio, 
um, or in the information section of this podcast, go sign up. So the only difference that I know of is I, and John, you may be able to help me with this. I think if you're USA, if you're an NFAA member and you uh, go to the field trials, if you're not a USA member, you can't make the team, I believe. <clears throat> yeah, you, you, can you also the tournament, can't. But you can't make the team. Yeah, you also can't claim any records. Um, if you're not, <clears throat> if you're an NFAA member and you, you shoot a USA event, you can't claim any records if you are not a uh, USA member. Interesting. You can still compete, but you, yes. like Gary yes. said, yes. you have to get like a temporary uh, number and whatnot when you sign up, but. I mean, the moral of the story is if you can yeah, afford so it, support both. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, because archery needs us bad, all of us. So that's yeah. a big deal. So anyhow, uh, that's all I have to say about that. So, you know, when we get those agenda items written, I will I will send them to you guys so we can get them out on the website. Yeah, we'll get it out See there. what's coming down. And yeah, and biggest thing is call your director. Don't email him because he's going to probably not read it. Call him. Be a pain in the rear end, man. <laughs> so so they know that you're serious about what you want. And that's, you know, the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So that's a big deal. So Yeah, and if you Anyhow, see them at a tournament. If you see them at a tournament, you know, stop by, say hi, you know, introduce yourself. Absolutely, so that way yeah. They get to know you on, on a somewhat personal level and not just a uh, – a random email person stinks for us yes, a little bit absolutely. in Pennsylvania. We don't have a ton of NFAA tournaments, um, except for like our state yeah. organization is sort of associated with NFAA or, or 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 some NFAA stuff. But you know, it's if if you don't, I, I, does every state have a director? Do you know that for sure? Yes, I think okay. there's 49. I think one state. I'm not sure which one uh, doesn't. I can't, it might be Alabama or something like that. I don't know which one it is, but I think we have right. 49 directors and not all of them are working directors. Some of them make the meetings, some of them don't. But mm -hmm. I think at our last meeting, we had 41 or 42 directors show up to the, to the meeting and on Zoom, you know, so we had a, you know, pretty good group of people there deciding how things went. So, uh, and each each director gets a vote unless your state has a lot of people like California. California gets four, probably going to get five votes because it goes by how many members we have. And mm. California has 2,500 NFAA members where Georgia might have 100. So they're going to get one vote. Uh, so it's a big deal. So California is pretty powerful. Not that we, you know, not that we want to run NFAA, we don't, but we, we do care and we are very serious. So when I go to vote for California, I have 35 other delegates at a state meeting that tell me how to vote. I don't make up my own mind and vote. I am told how to vote by California. So uh, a lot of the other directors just vote on their own personal feelings. They don't listen to their members and that's a big deal. So that's why I'm saying you got to call them so they know you're out there. That's good. really important. It's good information. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, next I have, uh, we got a couple of other tournaments coming up. I know we can talk about Vegas a little bit and uh, Bruce and Brittany are going to talk about that here in what you said another day or two. Uh, yeah. Um, we do have a Bearbow. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to record with Bruce we on Friday. Have... That's not going to be public, but it's it's going to be a private okay. recording, and I'm going to add it to this episode when I upload it and, and put them to the two of them together. So. Yeah, and Bruce is going to tell you everything that is coming down the pike, but right now, uh, I think pretty much most everybody knows now we have a Bearable Recurve Championship flight, which is a big deal. Uh, you know, we, it's like we've been the redheaded stepchild for a while, hanging with the compound guys, and the compound guys are dwindling. We only had like 16 or 17 last year, so now the Bearable Recurve has moved into the championship, and there is a Bearable Recurve flight division. So you can do either one. Uh, and I would Major suggest difference. the more we have in the champ. Pardon me? Hold on one second. Go like, ahead, John. I was going to say, let's like quick before we move on, like just explain quickly what the difference is between the flights and uh, the championship, like price and payouts, like how they pay out and, and stuff like that. or And then what, what kind of shooter you usually see in like the flighted class versus championship? Right. The, the championship flight uh, pays out for how many shooters you have, and there is more payout. There's a bigger payout. It's 300, and 300 bucks to join. I think it's 350 this year because now you get the practice and the storage and whatnot. I haven't looked at it all. So it is uh, quite a bit more expensive. The flights are 175 bucks. And uh, if you don't feel you have a chance in the championship division, but you want to shoot with them, still pay the money because that's what a lot of people like to do they want to say well hey i got to shoot with john dimmer wow you know so because we know john's going to be there and that's a good thing or calvin smock or any of those guys so and they will join the championship name dropped me with calvin Ah. (laughs) i know (laughs) yeah hey sandy mccain might even be there (laughs) there you go much better yeah. (laughs) yeah but uh the big thing too is uh in the championship flight on Sunday, you shoot down in the arena with all the pros and everything. And that's a pretty big deal. It's pretty cool down there in the arena. I've been there quite a few times and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's the same as shooting in the flights. It's just not as crowded when you're up in the other rooms, but uh, the flights are just as much fun and just as important because it's the camaraderie that we, you know, we have with all of our other people that we shoot with. So uh, pay. Yeah, the payouts, those are going to be questions that uh, Frank needs to ask Bruce. He's can, he can give you all of that more than I can because I'm not, I don't make the rules there. I'm just letting you know that we do have a championship flight for Verbo Recur. Uh, Verbo Compound is going to be a flight only, not no championship uh, group this year. Yeah. And that's okay. There was we're some still questions. still there and that's important. There was definitely some questions yeah. about that. I know some people were concerned, like they thought it was going away completely or were wondering if Barebo compound was going away for like nationals and other tournaments as well. Um, and, and stuff like that. So yes. if, I don't know if you know that or not, but if not, I'll, we can ask Bruce to, to. Yes. Yes. I do know. I do know that. And Barebo and Barebo recurve are not going anywhere. The only thing that we're talking about right now is what happens at Vegas. In yeah. nationals, indoor nationals, outdoor nationals, at the target nationals, all of our divisions are staying the same. They're not going to change. They're not ever going to change. And we, I had people, I've been on the phone for the last week <laughs> telling people, <laughs> no, bareboat is not going away. Don't, you know, calm down. It's not going away. It's just changing at Vegas. And that's all. 
So good. That's key. You got a couple more tournaments yeah. as well, unless 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 you want to, you have some other stuff to bring up about Vegas. But yeah, I mean, no, I, I have uh, no. That's about really Vegas is good. I'm good with that. Uh, I do have uh, a tournament which uh, some of you guys out on the East Coast probably don't know a lot about. It's called BTB. It's Break the Barriers, and it's a big deal. And it's going to be a national NFA national one arrow marked 3D championship this year not eliminating Redding, just going with Redding. So we're going to have two 3D championship tournaments in 2023. Can you explain a little bit what and Break the is Barriers gonna... is? Yes, Break the Barriers uh, started out as a, they're a nonprofit organization. And the guy that started it, his wife was handicapped and she wanted to compete in the Olympics. And so they built an organization around her to do that. And it has grown tenfold. Now they foster handicapped people all over. They help the Wounded Warrior Project uh, at the Break the Barriers Tournament. You see guys out in wheelchairs from Wounded Warriors that are getting wheeled around the range, shooting their bows. And it is really, really a cool, cool thing. Yeah, I, I really hope that you would go online and look them up and see who they are and what they do. And where's the that tournament is a at, great format. It's out of Fresno, California. And uh, it is in April. Weather is usually perfect in April. I mean, it can rain, but rarely. Doesn't rain that much in California. Uh, it's 102 targets, 51 per day, one arrow. And uh, we're going to have a trad team event. And the trad team event consists of Variable recurve, a traditional shooter, or a longbow shooter. It's, it's a two-person team. It could be two barebow recurves. It could be two trad recurves. It could be two longbows. It could be one of the, any of the other two to make up a team. Nice. And it's real similar to the team event in Reading. It's, you know, the you both shoot the target, and whoever gets the highest score, you take that score, and that's your score for the team event. And it's really a lot of fun. And to make it competitive for, if you look at like the longbow guys trying to compete against a barebow recurve, they can't. So what we've done in the last couple of years is barebow recurve shoots out to 50 yards max. Traditional shoots out to 40 yards max. And longbow shoots to 25 yard max. And you take those combined scores of one or two of those people and that's your team event so and uh we've been doing this about three years now and we're finding out by changing the distances that each group shoots because you string walkers you know like dimmer you cheaters you know that string walk <laughs> you shoot better than we do trad guys do and it's and it's and we know that so we've given the trad guys a, a 10 yard adjustment and we've given the longbow guys a 25 yard adjustment and it's making Man. us all competitive. So it's uh you must really have you cool must have format. You must have some bad longbow shooters out there. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you Calvin uh, Calvin would have clean a, we have house a lot of longbow 25. shooters. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna tell you what we have the longbow shooters last year they were 30 yards, and they were typically about I'm gonna say 80 to 100 points total behind us at the end of the weekend. And so that's why we have adjusted their yardage and we will adjust 
throughout the next couple of years till we get it as close as we can to make it fair for everybody. So that's cool. I mean, if, uh, yeah, if we get a couple of guys that come out there and just wax our butts with longbows and take all the money and all the prizes, we'll, we'll fix well, we got to change that immediately. Year. Yeah. <laughs> can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, it's a, it's a great tournament. And at the end of the tournament, uh, we have a shoot off the top four teams and they have a pro shoot off. Also all of the pro shoot off and all of the recurve longbow guys shoot off the top four teams have a one arrow closest to the spot shoot off and the top two team members win. typically they've been winning a really nice recurve bow. Sandy and I, Sandy and I won last year and we won, uh, about $800 worth of bear bows. So, oh, wow. yeah, uh, check that out. There, it's on video too. Yeah. You know, we don't, Sandy doesn't want you to watch that part of the video, but I mean, it was really cool. <laughs> she said, it's okay. But uh, the top, the first two teams get uh, the recurves and the next two teams get certain prizes. It's bows and arrows. And the third place and fourth place teams get cash awards. So uh, it's a, it's a great tournament. It's a great format. And, and we're trying to build the recurve in it. Also at the tournament, there is a collegiate team event, nice. which has never been done before. We did it last year and the, the collegiate teams usually have to be USA archery. So they have nowhere to go. Well, now this year they're, we don't care. They're coming and playing the game. And, nice. uh, the, the, co the college teams, I think there was five or six college teams last year. And when those kids got up on the podium to get their awards and to shoot off, I mean, they were jacked up like they were going to the moon. It yeah. was a great thing to watch. So yeah, I've seen videos yeah, and stuff a lot of, of collegiate fun. nationals and collegiate nationals is just an absolute riot. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, they get to dress up in like also, matching skirts and whatnot. They do all kinds of goofy stuff. <laughs> I don't it's care awesome. what they, I don't care what they wear as long as it's not a dress. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they do. <laughs> you can. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, yeah, that's that's a break the barriers. Okay. So, and if anybody has questions, I mean, uh, you can contact Break the Barriers on their website, or you can call, contact me, call me, email me, whatever. I'll help as much as I can answer questions. So it's a it's a great tournament. Plus, it's a national championship. You can you know you can walk away with a they don't give you a silver bowl there like they don't at Reading, but uh, they get they give belt buckles that will just blow you away how beautiful they are. They're nice. amazing. So, so good time. And then the last thing I have, which I sound like I'm just running this whole show here. You are. Is, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> at Reading, it's never run any smoother than now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Reading this year the Western Classic Trail Shoot. Uh, I posted a little blip on uh, Facebook here about three weeks ago about there was a possibility that we would eliminate the compound bare bow team event because there was only four teams last year mm -hmm. or five teams and two of the teams had recurve shooters on them. And uh, at the, at the shoot last year, there was 10 of us, eight compound shooters and two bare bow shooters. And we discussed it changing to a recurve barebow team event and not having the compound team event because the barebow recurve guys are, the numbers are running like crazy. So why not put it out there? 
and we all voted. And there was a lot of discussion for three days about this. And everybody voted to do this. They said, yes, let's do it. It's time to change. So uh, the powers to be have been talking about this. And Redding and the people that make these decisions say, why don't we have both? So that's a good thing. So that's what's going to happen at Redding this year. There's going to be a non-site barebow compound team money shoot and a non-site recurve team money shoot. So if you are a recurve barebow guy or a trad guy, you can both team up or you can have two barebow shooters or two trad shooters. We don't care. You just have to shoot the equipment and the style for NFAA that you play to be on the team event and uh, you win cash. So what's the uh, distances for trad and longbow and barebow? What's the distances for those for the, uh, the ready? Uh, the longbow guys, the longbow guys don't get to play in the team event unless they shoot because they shoot out to 101 yards. So okay. it's just like, it's real similar to when you go to Reading, if you're going to win the national championship, you have to shoot the max distances. So the longbow okay. guys would, uh, some of the people would scream and yell. So, so they don't usually uh, if you what, shoot, what distance do they should usually shoot then? Uh, they shoot out to a hundred also, so they can play the game. Oh, they can. Now, okay. This may change. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, there's no difference. Everybody shoots to 101 yards. Mm. Okay. So longbow guy at 101 yards is kind of at a disadvantage, not being able to see past his shell. So, but the team event, uh, we've been doing it for 35 years and it's a lot of fun. They give us our own target. And it's a two-man or two-person team, partner's best score again. And at the end of the day uh, or at the end of the weekend, you're going to give away the money for first, second, and third place or however many places they can pay down. The more teams, the more money. The only problem that I see with it, if you compete in the team event, you cannot compete for the trail shoot awards. And this is going to scare people away because the trail shoot's a big deal. But if you win the team event, you still get the trail shoot buckle. And you're still entered if you want to, to compete in the NFAA national championship. So there's a, there's two tournaments going on there. So uh, look it up. The, when the website comes up, we can put all those out. So if you have questions, ask and I can help you. But uh, it's a lot of fun. And we're going to have the compound barebow guys and the recurve barebow guys all on the same target, or maybe two targets if we get enough teams. They won't be shooting against each other, but we can poke fun at each other and laugh and have a good time. So, for that shoot, that shoot usually gets sold out, doesn't it? It didn't last year because of COVID, but it has. Two years before, yeah, they have a seventeen hundred and forty cap. Well, it's twenty-four shooters per. Times 70, however many that is. Uh, but it didn't sell out last time because of COVID. I would imagine it will this year. So if you want to go, sign up early. Uh, and we don't know what cap Redding's going to put on it this year. I'm, I, I won't know for a month or so. And we can put that out on the website, you know, on the Bearable Project. So, but the team event is a, it is a lot of fun. And, and it all started back in the 70s. At, uh, Fresno, and we called it the World Bowhunter Championship. Ben Rogers started it, him and Pat Norris. So don't tell anybody. <laughs> I think uh, our friend Winker shot out there 
La- uh, last couple times, yeah, maybe not last year, but years. the year before. Winker's that, watching right now. He's he's been in and out yes. of the comments, but yes, yeah. yes, he had. I talked to him, I talk to him about shoot. yeah, yeah. So and uh, we're in California. We've been talking it up big time. The bearable recurve guys, and we've got some new up and coming guys that are really shooting good, mm-hmm. and they're on fire about it, man. They're going, yeah, we are going to bring teams. So uh, nice. you know, nice. So anyhow, uh, we we hope to get you know maybe. 10 or 15 or 20 teams and that would be awesome i got a question uh, for you gary can you join you know so i found out about uh is it the bearbell fraternity is that what we're is that what it's called that you join at national fields are you able to join that at these other tournaments i i never really got an answer on that or, or got to ask it i should say no typically yeah typically it's always at field nationals it is always that's where that's where the yeah, that's where the picnic is, and everybody gets together, and we tell a lot of lies and <laughs> drink a few beers and barbecue some steaks. I so wish that's where that they the, would open that up and and bring it and and kind of put it out there a little bit more and recruit some of these people. Like we have so many people across the country that would join the Barebow Fraternity if they knew about it, knew all that information about because it, it's such a cool little event um it really is it really is and, like, and we could make that yeah. we could make that happen we could make that happen on the bearable project site well i'm pretty sure we could do that you if you want to want to assist with that and uh what's what's the what's the lady's name that is the she's like the president or whatever i can't remember her name uh st Clair. the st Clair. that's right no. yeah that's her last name that's and her I, last name sh- yeah. shame on me for not remembering so uh, Sandy's going to yell. Uh, at um, <laughs> but no, yeah, we could get a, we could get a little blip going on that on the Barebow project page yeah. about the Barebow fraternity. It is really a cool little organization. It's just a bunch of people that get together and we've been, we got some really cool belt buckles or belts yeah. that get transferred back and forth that, and I know you guys heard the story. David Hughes started that project about 35 years ago. Yeah, I think there's some and Denny Klein, so I think there's some like the history to that, you know, and I don't where we kind of finished up the conversation, the other stuff, but I want a lot of people are going to listen to this podcast um, because of the nature of what we're discussing. And that fraternity is sort of like the the crux of what Barebo is built on in some ways. And yes, and it, it explains or sort of makes sense. Like a lot of you people that are listening to this now that will listen to the recorded version don't even know about it i didn't know about it until this year and then we show up and like and john was telling me about it's like hey it's really cool you know we eat some food and there's a lot of bs going on but it's just this group of people that love barebow archery um compound and recurve alike and everybody gets together and they're talking and you know we had some some pretty good discussion there and there's that's literally like the history of barebow in some ways for both I think if in the NFAA side is definitely where it started and, and really where it, where it grew out of yes, and branched then into yes. USA archery in some ways, but you know, we should definitely record a podcast and have that discussion. Like you can be on it or, you know, Rick Stonebreaker would be another one, a good one to have on that. Yes. I did say that just, just playing Rick. Um, and then, uh, and then whoever, like the officers or maybe some of the founders or people that are involved in it, because, it's definitely a cool little event yeah. and stuff that they do 
is is awesome but anyway it really it really is and and you get to hear all the stories of where where and how bearbo not how bearbo started because it started before we were all born but right uh, way before nfa and usa but uh you you get to hear the history of how things grew through the nfaa and usa yeah and all of the top shooters that we've all known and heard about since we were kids yeah uh, a lot of them are still there and it's amazing in the stories and it, it's it is really a cool organization so, we should we should make yeah, that podcast happen idea. and try to support the the barebow fraternity i bet there's a lot of people out there it would what is it like 20 bucks or something i don't even remember what it was uh, for I, think year. It was, I think it's only like five or ten five bucks, bucks. Yeah, I don't like even five bucks. Because... yeah it's like five <laughs> bucks yeah. ten bucks i don't even know it's yeah. super cheap and it and that's just yeah. something that I... helps support the the organization but yeah, so. I told them charge the Pennsylvania guys twenty; they could afford it. You know, it's uh, no big deal. <laughs> see how it is. So. Says the guy that lives in California, yeah. and is going on a yeah, exactly. for like twenty days. <laughs> yeah, I have a He's wife been... that loves me, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, yeah, she loves getting rid of you. That's what it is. What's that, Demer? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we see pictures with her and him together fishing, so she really hasn't got rid of him. No. So she, I guess, no, I, she she, I think she does she actually gets, care. <laughs> yeah, Sandy catches most of the fish. She just, it, it's really sad because we both applied for this Colorado deer tag and uh, we both got drawn and we paid for them using Sandy's credit card and mine went through and the credit card company thought that her charge was a fraudulent charge and they didn't tell us until the Colorado tags were already given out and we called up and said, why didn't Sandy get a tag? And they said, well, because your credit card declined it. Uh, so she has a license oh, and no tag. She is really unhappy. Oh no. Uh, oh it's no. Like, oh, that's like the worst thing ever. <laughs> I know. Cause my tag came in the mail and hers didn't. So I called Colorado and I go, where's her tag? And they go, well, the credit card declined it. And Oh man. I mean, it was just like stabbing the heart. Oh <laughs> no. So, so there's only one thing oh, to yeah, do, yeah. is let her shoot it and you tag it. <laughs> I, she won't. Nah, no, we can't do that. She won't do that. She's not that way. No. So, All right. I will make we'll her skin that it, though, offline. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I will let her skin it. <laughs> You'll let her skin it. Such yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. Skin it. Good it. Cook it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we we have, yeah, we have a joke in our family that, yeah, Squaw got no tag. That's why she ain't going hunting. <laughs> I know that was off color, but I can't help it. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Oh, dear. Yeah, no I know. Be offended. Um, I know. Anything else you wanted to go over quick, Gary? Are you good? Uh, got it, got it no, covered. not right now. I, you know, the, yeah, the biggest thing was uh, break bears and Redding and, you know, and everybody knows about Vegas and, and what Bruce gives you uh, in the next uh, little podcast is going to be huge because he is the one that makes the rules for Vegas. So that's what a lot of people don't understand when we talk about Vegas. Uh, it's under NFAA's umbrella, but NFAA doesn't run it. The NFAA Foundation runs it. And there are seven people that make those rules and Bruce is one of them. He is the president of the foundation and there's five directors and I think two manufacturers that make up this organization. So when somebody says what happens at Vegas and then they freak out and get scared because they're afraid that's going to happen in FAA. No, it's Vegas only because that's under the foundation and not through NFAA. 
So if that helps you, that's a big deal. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have that's a voice and they listen, but you know, they still do it without us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we played a role. We, we yeah. definitely played a role in in the Barebow Recurve uh championship uh situation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yes. I, I had that conversation. Then most, John did uh yeah, as well. The yes. the biggest thing from that was like people showed up in lots of numbers and shot the flight of class and showed that yeah you know we're going to shoot we're coming you know that's exactly mm -hmm. what happened and you know for so many years the directors you know people want to add divisions or add thing and they say okay if you add it we'll come and then nobody comes but i'm going to tell you what the barebow recurve group has changed their minds because we're showing up and that's a big deal that's a really big deal yeah i think it's something so, to do with the community we saw that at Lancaster. Yes. We've seen the growth at Lancaster. We've seen the growth in USA Archery and Nationals. We've seen the growth at Target Nationals. And it's just, it's just continuing. It's sooner or later we'll plateau a little bit, but I mean, it's, it's definitely growing and it's carrying over to NFA for sure. Um, yes. Absolutely. Without a doubt, you know, that's a bit of a two way street there. So we want to continue yes. to support both organizations. We want all of you to consider, you know, again, like Gary said, find your, your NFA director, uh, find out who that is, try to get to some NFA tournaments, support those clubs, those shops that are doing NFA. Um, and, and, and obviously try to get them to the USA archery as well. So, but exactly. all right, Gary, sounds like a plan, man. Thanks for, for putting all of that information together and coming on the, the bearable project. Appreciate it. Oh, not a problem. It's my pleasure. It's my life. It's why I do it. I love it. So, you know, what else are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just go forward. So, all, right. all right. Sounds good. Demmer. Right. It's a pleasure seeing you. Yeah. It's good seeing you guys. Thanks, Gary. Okay. All right, man. Let me I'm know when you want to go shoot that new place. I'm going Gary, to bed. Good luck the sun's almost down here. Sun's almost down. Sun's been down. I worked past the, the sun going down, down today. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I got to drive to Kansas tomorrow. Bye. See you, buddy. Uh, have have happy, happy bird hunting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they're in back. See ya. <laughs> I'm trying to hang up. Are you? I'm a, we're, you know what? Boot them. Kick them. Yeah, we're not going to. We're going we're gonna to leave you here awkwardly well, trying yeah, to yeah. get off of Zoom. Most people, they think of success like a movie montage. What do they show? They show Rocky taking a fight. They show Rocky running in the snow. They show him in the shed lifting some fucking rocks and like bench pressing sheep over his fucking head and all kinds of crazy shit and went out and beat the shit out of fucking Drago but it's not reality. But that's how people look at success. They look at it like you do a few things. I ate right for three days. Why am I not a fitness model? I did my tasks that I needed to do. I sent five emails. Why am I not running a $10 million company? Because they don't understand what mastering the monotonous means. It means doing the that most people are too undisciplined to do day in and day out to the best of your ability. You have to literally visualize the connection between what you're doing on a day-by-day -day basis, aka the monotonous, with what you're wanting.